This is Linda Brightman. Welcome to Podcast 38. It's all about your core problem, seeing it for what it really is. Hi, I'm Linda Brightman, and I have authored books on your true identity and seeing yourself through God's eyes. How you see yourself affects everything you do, your business, your personal relationships, your success in life, and fulfilling everything God has called you to do. So, I'm here to help you build and live in your miraculous identity. I will encourage you, inspire you, and speak life into you. And I will give you solid tools to renew your mind and transform your life from the inside out. This is a Miraculous Identity Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. It's Linda Brightman. Welcome to my 38th podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about your core problem. In other words, what's holding you back? What keeps you stuck? What's your hindrance? Why don't you move forward in many areas of your life? Whether it's business, relationships, finances, whatever it is, there is a core problem. And that is, there's an inner disconnect inside of you because deep within, you do not really believe you are enough. You don't see yourself as being enough, having enough. And, and the major hindrance for most, most people is a conscious or even unconscious belief that they're not enough. Sometimes I ask people, do you love yourself? And without batting an eye, they say no. People who are Christians, who have been in the ministry, who are in the ministry, will say, I don't love myself. Because there is a belief deep inside, whether you're aware of it or not, that you're not enough. In, many, in so many different ways that you're not good enough, you're not knowledgeable enough, you're not attractive enough, you're not wealthy enough, or you're not old enough, you're not young enough. You're not tall enough. You're not healthy enough. You're not slender enough, not beautiful enough, not clever enough, not educated enough, not experienced enough, not connected enough. So I ask you, do you believe, really believe deep down that you're enough? Now, before you answer, Hold your horses and think about it. I want to tell you something. I've been thinking about orphans and that orphan mentality that is on so many people. I've even, I see pockets in me where I still wrestle with that and I'm not even conscious of it. If somebody said to me, do you have an orphan spirit? I would say no. I know God loves me. I know who he is. I know who I am because I teach on identity. And, and knowing your identity means you know who God is. You see him clearly. But I see things in me that he's turning the spotlight on. Look, orphans thrive on more information. Sons and daughters thrive on revelation from the Father. Orphans are afraid of mysteries things they don't understand, while sons pursue the father for understanding. 
let's go to a, a biblical example. You know, do you remember in, uh, well, it's talked about in the book of Numbers when the 12 spies went in the promised land and God said to them, you can well take the land. Before they went in, he said, you can well take the land. Now the promises in the promised land or the promised land represents the promises that God has for us. And these promises are inside of you right now. So the land that you're taking is an interior land. It's, it's possessing what is already on the inside of you. It's an interior, it's an inside job. <laughs> it's an inside job. That's where, where the war is. It's inside of you. Look, the war is between your ears. The war, it's an inside job to possess the promises. And it has to do with the war in your head, the war right, but be, right between your ears. Now, when the when the spies went into the promised land, there were twelve of them, and God God said up front all of the promises, like He says to us, all of these promises are yours. It's your this is your inheritance. They go into the promised land, when and they see giants in the land. But they see fantastic fruit in the land also. They go into the, into the promised land. And when they come out, and they get scared, 10 of them, they come out and they say, we can't do it. We can't. This is too big. You know what? Those 10 spies were afraid. And what they're saying is, I'm not enough. I don't have enough. I do not have enough of what I need. I don't have the strength to take down the giants. I don't have the smarts to figure out how to do it. I don't have the wherewithal to take that beautiful fruit. I don't have the, what I need as a warrior to fight for all the cities. And we say things like, I don't have enough education. I don't have the connection. I don't have the good looks. I don't have enough smarts. I don't have enough friends. We are saying to ourselves in our minds that we don't have enough. Now, when the spies came out, this is what's so interesting. The 10 spies grumbled. And they said, we can't do this. Well, they got the Israelites to grumble and complain against God. See, when we say we're not enough, we're grumbling against God. In Numbers 14, verse 2, it says that all the Israelites grumbled and deplored their situation, accusing Moses and Aaron, to whom the whole congregation said, would we would that we had died in Egypt? Oh, that we had died in this wilderness. Look, how many times do we say, I can't go on, I can't do this, I am going to stop. You know why a lot of people stop, especially entrepreneurs? Because what is in front of them is just too hard. It looks too hard and they don't know how to do it. And when they don't know how to do something, many times... They put on the brakes and stop. Now, what I've taught myself, because it's easy, I've done that, where I've thought, this is so hard, I don't want to, this is overwhelming. 
when I've taught myself, and I learned this along the way with one of the online teachers to entrepreneurs, is I begin saying out loud, everything is figureoutable. In other words, I'm smart, I can figure this out. There's a learning curve, but I can figure it out. I say that, there's a learning curve, but I can. Fi it's figureoutable. So the Israelites, they, they, didn't, they didn't even <laughs> entertain that. They said, why does God bring us to this place to die? He's saying, this is the end for us. I can't move, we can't move forward. Same thing we do. And they said, they even went on to say, our wives and our little ones will be prey. Is it not better for us to return to Egypt? And they said, let's choose a captain and figure out how to go back. Listen, we all want to go backwards at times. We want to regain our youth. You know, I, I've done that. I've done that where I've imagined, what would it be like to just go live back in my high school neighborhood and hang out and, and just return to that time of life where it seemed easy. And you know what a pastor said to me when I was, you know, I was entered, I, I was talking about that and how nice that would be. She said, Linda, that's your old identity. And you know what it is. When you, when you stop moving forward, you begin to fall back into your old, into the old identity that you lived in for all of those years. But God has us moving forward. That's why he says, he says things like, I give you hope and I give you a future. And he shows us future in the book of Revelation. He's, he's always pulling on us to, to move forward. He says, pursue me. That's a forward movement. That's actively uh, taking the stance of falling into God, falling forward into God. Okay, so the Israelites are all complaining. and But the two, Joshua and Caleb, they said, look, the land, they said to everybody, all of the Israelites, they said the land through which we passed as scouts is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land flowing with milk and honey. Okay, there were fantastic promises in the land, fantastic provision. It was beautiful, just like the promises God has for you and for me. Then they said to the people, only do not rebel against the Lord, neither fear the people of the land for their bread for us. What he's, they're saying, let me put it in today's words. The enemy, you can eat the enemy for lunch. I eat demons for breakfast, <laughs> I like to say. Because God already said, you got this. I'm with you. You, you have authority over the demonic realm. You have authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing shall harm you. And... And Joshua and Caleb said, the Lord is with us because the, the defense of the enemy and, and the shadow of protection over the enemy is removed. There is nothing that you cannot 
accomplish. Now, I'll tell you this because I deal with a lot of entrepreneurs. I'm an entrepreneur. You've got to do the work. You can't just say, I'm going to be this and I'm going to do, you have to do the work. And that's where the learning curve comes in because you've got to um, do what it takes, watch the tutorials, whatever, you know, hire the people, have gather people around you who know, who've been there, who've done more than you have to learn from. You can take the land that God has placed in front of you. And I encourage you as business people to think out of the box and trust Holy Spirit is going to give you the ideas and, and the just the, the um, revelation, the vision to enlarge your territory. God's always about enlarging your territory and advancing. And, and really, that you take the metron, fully take the metron he's already given you. A metron, that's a Greek word for a sphere of influence, that you take that metron and then he expands the pegs of your tent. But okay, so Joshua and Caleb come to the Israelites and they tell us we can do this. But all of the congregation said, you know what? We need to stone these guys. If, if, if you won't shut up, we will shut you up. Now, see, that's what we do inside of ourselves. We, we quiet the voice with our, with our complaining and why we can't, why it won't work. We quiet that voice. We shut that voice up that says, I, I can take the land. I can move forward. I've got this. Look, which voice in you is louder? Which voice? Is it the one who says you're not enough? I, I, I would be willing to guess that in most of the people listening to this, the louder voice is the one saying, deep inside, saying, I'm not enough. And listen, you can look good on the outside, act like you've got it together, but deep inside, deep in your core, emotionally, on a visceral level, you're feeling that gut feeling is that I am not enough, period. That's why we have the Lauren Daigle song, popular so, right, so popular right now, that she, she starts out the song with, I hear voices in my head telling me, I'm not enough. Okay, that's what's happening across the board to so many of us. And if it's not if it's not happening to you right now, it will because the devil is a creep. He doesn't play fair. That's what he's going for. He's going for your mind. And telling you that you're not enough impacts every other area. The the 10 spies said, "I am not enough." We, all of us Israelites, all of us together are still not enough to take this land. Even though God, our creator, told us we are enough. They said, no, we want to go back. Okay, now listen. In, in um, Numbers 14, verse 27, God says, how long will this, will this evil congregation murmur against me? You know what? I'm going to tell you something. When we complain against God and say, we're not enough, God is saying, okay, this is an evil deal coming out of you. How long are you going to murmur against me? When are you going to trust me? All of the promises are already in his love letter to you. 
you know the promises. And if you don't know them, buy my books, <laughs> buy The Real You and Miraculous Identity, all about your identity, both books, both their studies, book, workbook, and video set to learn about your identity. When you don't know who you are, yes, you murmur and complain. And God said, because he's heard the complaints of the Israelites, how they've murmured against him, God said, tell them, as I live, says the Lord, what you have said in my hearing, I will do to you. That's heavy. God is saying, look, if you want to stay there in your complaining, if you want to stay there saying, I can't, I'm not enough, God says, okay, that's what you're going to get. If that's what you want, that's what you're proclaiming, that's what you're believing, that's what you're standing on, that's what you're going to get. And that, my dear friends, is an orphan spirit. You can't dismantle the orphan spirit by being proactive in building your identity. I think a lot of you have my book, The Real You. Just turn to the posturing sections of the book, personalized verses, first-person verses, and begin saying those. A lot of you have gone through the study. If you haven't, you got to do it. Um, LindaBrightman.com and begin to speak what God says is true for you out loud, and that will dismantle the I'm not enough voice inside of you. Okay, I love you guys. Let me, let me pray over you before we go. Just close your eyes and get comfortable. <laughs> Lord, in Jesus' name, I just pray for all of those listening. I, in the name of Jesus, I stand with him in dismantling that I'm not enough voice, that I'm not good enough, that I'm not smart enough, that I'm not educated enough. I pull down with, with, with the listeners those strongholds, Lord God, and we choose to replace them with that which is true. How you have said, yes, you can well take the promises. I have given you the promises. They're already yours to possess and now possess them. So I speak strength and backbone over, over the people listening. And Lord, I, I pray fresh revelation of you that you'd give them the spirit of wisdom and revelation to know you intimately, personally, deeply, profoundly, that they would experience your presence. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Okay, you guys, I love you. I'll see you next time.